Warm greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Spirits and Poetry Podcast. I am your host, Jorge Quintana. Today's episode is about pimping God. That's right, pimping God, the manipulation of free will. Big shout out to my friend Kellen who came up with that. We were talking about, you know, how how our free will can be manipulated. And he said, it's like they just pimp God. And I said, damn, that's the title of this podcast episode. I have been struggling with what to talk about. And that there was the idea beautifully, concisely described. Pimping God. So I just want to take this moment to say thank you to you for showing up, for being here, for sharing this frequency with me. May you find peace in this frequency. May you find love in this frequency. May you find all the energy that you need to, to be enough in this moment to continue on with your lessons because it's been a, a year of lessons and in this time you might even find yourself overindulging a little bit and that's okay. Do not judge yourself for how you're coping because it's intense right now. We're at in the midst of a presidential election, we're in the midst of a pandemic, we're in the midst of all these wildfires. Don't judge yourself for how you cope. It's a blessing that you're here today, and I hope that you can see that. But if you like this podcast episode, if you like, you know, where this season's been going, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes and following the podcast on Instagram if you already don't at The Spirits and Poetry. You know me, I like to get straight to it. So what does it mean to pimp God? You know, and does it have anything to do with pimping a butterfly? You know, word of Kendrick Lamar. It actually does. So, this is not a continuation, but I am going to be talking or referencing things I talked about last episode and, and spells and manifestation, the word. And in that, in that episode, I was talking about a Faustian pact, right? Deals with the devil and how essentially it's you giving up your heaven, it's you giving up your, your love or your time or sacrificing a piece of yourself and in exchange for pleasure and then ending up in a hell or in a state where you're very low you're unappreciated uh, you're you're full of shame and how through these the modern faustian pact that we make the modern faustian pact is essentially signing these contracts and giving away your time your labor to companies and entities that do not support you and so how you know what does that have to do with, 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 with pimping God? Well, you have free will, right? I've, I've, I've mentioned this before. Um, we have free will, the choice to, to decide between one thing or another, the choice to listen to this podcast episode, the choice to whatever choice you made that led you to this moment, you had that freedom of choice. In fact, your spirit guides, your ancestors, you know, these spirit guardians of yours are always with you, but they won't help you unless you ask for it. Yes, you have to ask for help in order to receive it. Free will. And so I sat with that truth for a moment and I was like, well, if you have to ask or give consent for these benevolent entities to come into your life and, and help you, doesn't that also mean that you have to give your consent to malevolent entities, to demons, to to lower beings, for them to also come into your life. That's polarity, right? Even though those demons and angels are polar opposites, they're on the same spectrum, therefore they must follow the same rules, because guess what? They live in the same plane. And if we go by hermeticism, there is nothing more powerful than the all, the universe, everything put together. Therefore, therefore, 
in this universe where these laws are supreme, all of these entities have to respect them. And guess what? A demon cannot possess you or cannot take possession of your body unless you give them permission. If you're interested in this, I highly recommend demonology. Um, it, it's very interesting. It can definitely keep you up at night, but it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting field because you learn about the stages of, of, of demon possession. And it always starts with the first period, which is called infestation. They give you nightmares. They weaken your will. And this is very important because if, if I said to you right now, hey, uh, would you give a demon permission to take over your body? You're probably going to be like, fuck no. I do not give that consent. You know, I reject that. And, and these entities know that. So the way, what they do is they infest you with nightmares. Everywhere you go, it smells like shit. You know, uh, you're just always in these, in, essentially, they, they give you so much anxiety, depression, you lose sleep. They weaken your will by st- robbing you of, of energy. Essentially, they block you from receiving energy from source, receiving energy of love. You're not getting rest. You know, nothing's going right in your life. They weaken your will. So what ends up happening is you end up in this state of, of deep depression, of high anxiety. You're broken. You're hurting. You're desperate, and you just want these feelings, these nightmares to end. And then this entity comes to you, and they say, hey, and I see that you're suffering, and I could take it all away. Just give me control. And, and you're in a state of, of depression, anxiety. You're not in your right mindset. You say, okay, please, just take it away. And they do. They take it all away. And they take control of your body, right? That's, de- that's demonic possession. Super, I, I oversimplified. There's a lot I don't necessarily understand. There's a lot of stages, so I highly recommend demonology if you're interested in learning more. But you have to give your consent, right? And that's something you never hear about in these horror movies. No one ever gives their consent. It's, it's always like this entity comes and automatically possesses the person. And so th- this is important because if you ever wonder. You know, why does bad shit happen to good people? That was a question that was posed in in a previous podcast episode. Why does bad shit happen to, period? Why do people go through such horrific events? Why are some people quite literally fucked by the government? They're, 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 you know, rejected by communities. Why does this happen? Why? Well, guess what? Whatever happens to you in this life, you brought that energy onto yourself and and that's important to know you can manifest your reality and make it whatever you want so if you believe that certain if something something's impossible then it's impossible for you to do likewise if you think something's possible to happen to you it absolutely is so guess what happens to people that live in low-income communities they're put in a position where it's possible for them to get robbed Right? It's possible for them to get murdered. It's possible for them to be brutalized by police officers. It's possible for them to go bankrupt and lose their homes. They are put in an environment where that is possible. So guess what these people believe? These people in low-income communities believe that that is possible. Because So guess what happens to them? Do you know that there's rich people in this world that have no idea what poverty is? That have no, that have no idea what a $1 bill looks like? For them, they live in a universe where it's 
impossible for them to be poor. So they will never be poor because to them that doesn't even cross their mind. Why do people end up in such desperate positions? Because they are put in a desperate position. That's slavery. That's spiritual slavery. Why do you think that people of the African continent were colonized and enslaved the way they were? You have, you have countries like Egypt, Kemet, a source of great spiritual knowledge. You have the empire of Mali, super strong, probably the richest, was it Mansa Musa? One of the richest people and most powerful people to ever exist. They had to destroy that, splinter that. When the Aztecs, the Maya, the Inca were at a height of power, essentially they fell because of their own pride. But when they reached that height of spiritual, scientific knowledge, they too were colonized and destroyed. Because what happens is, when you believe you're powerful, you will own that power. And if you're made to believe, to believe that you're powerless, you will stay that way. So now let's talk about pimping God. So, if, we talk, if you've ever heard the, the phrase, you know, God is made in the image of man. What people mean is they talk, that's, that's the hermetic principle of correspondence. Meaning, because we were created by an ent- this entity, this, the all, we, while we are not the all, right, we are not God, we share its essence. This is like if you were to close your eyes right now and make up a character. Let's say you're writing a book about two people, two best friends. And they, you know, they go to the same college and one of them is, uh, he's in, you know, he's involved with, with people in a gang and the other one is, uh, you know, he, he's in criminal justice and he wants to be homicide detective and the two are put in a position where they realize they're going down very different paths. Visualize what these people look like, right? Their gender, their voice, their names, their hair color. You are quite literally creating these people. You are creating these characters. And guess what? Because you are creating them, because you are giving them essential like, power by you, by you thinking about them, you're creating them. You're giving them your essence. So they carry your essence. It's the same with God and us. Because we are created from this entity, we come from this entity, we carry its essence. So we have a God impulse in us. What is this God impulse? To create. That's why we create. That's why little kids like Legos, you know, houses, hammers, right? They like building things. That's why we're always looking to either build a relationship, build a platform, grow ourselves, right? We always want something bigger. We want to expand. That's the God impulse in us. We are naturally creative. That's also what makes us very unique in this universe, in this dimension, in this, in our planet. We as humans, we're basically the only ones that have art. We are naturally creative. So, take an entity like God that's naturally creative and we are its creations. So we are also naturally creative. You can make whatever you want. This life, you can do and build whatever you want. So how do you get an entity like this to destroy itself? How can you pimp it for profit? You take this entity. And you convince it to hate itself. That's why when you're a kid, you're teased for, for being fat, for having a funny voice, you know, 
for your sexuality, for your toes, for your hands. You're bullied. And remember, people aren't just beat by or bullied by, by classmates. They're also bullied and beaten by parents, right? But people that they trust, by people that, that, that they're are supposed to take care of them. And so if you're a child, then you internalize this abuse, right? And abuse can be physical, sexual, it can be verbal. Because you trust these people, you essentially accept that you deserve this. If someone tells you you're ugly enough, at a certain point you believe it. And that becomes your truth. So you take an entity that is love because that's what we are. We are all love. Why do you think babies are so pleasant and beautiful to be around? They're just bundles of love. So you take an entity like that and then you put them in situations where they are abused. And when they're abused, they become destructive because they believe that abuse is the way. I mean, you see this in, in, parent, in, in what they call it, generational trauma, where you have family that, that grow up being abused, that grow up being hit. And they, because they internalize it, they become the abusers as they get older. That's what happened with my parents. Like my mom, when, when she was younger, she would get beat. If she disobeyed, she'd get beat. And, and because she grew up like that, she believed internally that to be a good parent, you needed to be willing to hit your kids. So when I would mess up, when I would, you know, fuck around, I would get beat. And so what happened to me? Well, I internalized the very same thing. So I was very abusive with my siblings because I learned that if something was not in place, it needed to be hammered into place. And that's the cycle. So that's how you pimp God. You convince this entity to hate itself, to believe that abuse is the way. That's why people are stuck in cycles of abuse. You feed it negative thoughts. So you take an entity that can create anything it wants and you feed it negative thoughts. What is it going to create? Negative things. You convince it to believe that it can never fly, that it's worthless, that it's not worthy of love. And guess what's going to happen to that entity? It's going to destroy itself. Because that's what you allowed it. That's what you let it to do. That's what parental programming. Programming. Your program in school. Right? You, you live by the bell. Be in class by the bell. Right? You're, you live by this bell. You live believing that your teacher is the ultimate authority. Right? The bell doesn't dismiss you. I do. You're taught a false history. Nothing you learn in history is actually what happened. American history books are are full of, I mean, anything that's American history, it's a bunch of bullshit because they cover up the murder, the genocide, right? They they, they cover every, all that up and just, you know, feed you the greatness. I grew up believing that the United that living in the United States was a blessing, that every other country had it rough except this country. Now we're like one of the poor, you know, like not necessarily not the poorest country, but our literacy rates are are ridiculous our literacy rates are so low so you take this entity you convince it to hate itself you convince it that it needs to be dependent on a job to survive that's why they make money so essential you're never gonna not need money so guess what you're gonna need work and guess what a lot of us are taught to believe that we need a job to receive money that we need a consistent job or else we're losers right we're unproductive if you don't have a job, if, you, if, if you're not giving your time to this workforce and you're not receiving money, then you're a failure. That's why entrepreneurs are such bold people, right? That's why if, if, if you're one of those people that say, I'm going to make it on my own and I don't want to work for anybody, people look at you like you're stupid. Like, oh, how could you believe that? It's impossible because they've been fed that. 
because if everyone believed that they could make it on their own, you wouldn't have corporations like Walmart, right? Amazon. They make money. They are bi- th- those CEOs are billionaires because they live off the work of people who believe they need those jobs to survive because they're put in those positions. That's why money is God here. So if you don't have it, you go bankrupt. You lose your home. They push you into low-income neighborhoods where they starve you out of resources. They convince you that crime or luck is the only way you're going to make it. And then when you believe that, that becomes your reality. So the way you pimp God is you force it to turn on itself. Because guess what? These entities do not have the power to eliminate you. They do not have the power to completely destroy God. But they can convince it to destroy itself. Because that's a smart thing to do. If you can't beat them, join them, sure. But if you can't beat them, convince them to hate themselves. And you never have to compete with them. Pimping God. And that's the way we're pimped. So analyze, you know, how you feel about yourself, what you think is impossible. What do you want to do with your life? And, and, and make those choices. That's free will. Make the choices that nurture you. And right now is a very important time because you're going to be finding you're overindulging. Also, you might be having a lot of negative thoughts. Right? You might be sitting with a lot of your shadows. That's important. Embrace those shadows. Learn from them. And learn to manage them. You're not a bad person for having them. You're not evil and you're not wicked. And you're not worthless or not worth loving. You absolutely are. You are still magical. You are still beautiful. You're still radiant. So don't run from those shadows. Learn from them because they teach you what you really want out of life. What you really want in this world. And don't let anyone take your power. That's why last episode I stressed be impeccable with your word. Say what you mean and stand by it. Make a decision and follow through. Stop second-guessing yourself. That's the real work, and that's the scary work. When you're looking at the universe and you know that you can build anything you want, you can have any life you want, you just have to make the decisions to put you in that situation. Do the work. Do the work. Because you can do it. And you will do it. So I, take, I challenge you. I challenge you to let go of the mindset that you have to work for someone else to make a living. To let go of the mentality that you need that you need an employer to live, right? That you need money to survive. Let go of them. I'm not saying quit your job. I'm not saying, you know, you know, completely go off grid. Just let go of that mentality. Embrace your power that if you're not happy with your current situation, you absolutely can change it. You can walk away from it. And you will be okay. Doesn't mean you have to, but just know that you have that power. Because when you recognize that power, It allows you to make that decision in a more balanced mind state. Embrace your power. Because it's it's your key. It's it's the key through that door of success, that door of joy, that door of happiness. So embrace that. May you have a beautiful day. May you find peace. May you continue to live in your power. Much love.